Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. Today we have a special guest that hopefully down the line he's going to be joining Team Milli. We have Daniel Noruzi here, uh, Danish-Iranian footballer that currently is playing for VP, um, which is not, it's in Denmark, but it's not in the Super League, which is first division, the second division. Um, he's loaned from Bronsby, but Ara just got the news that he's not on loan with him anymore, so we're going to be discussing about his life, why he pursued this, and he's ever gotten a call from the Iranian Federation and what he's trying to pursue. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Daniel? I'm fine. I'm fine. I, as I told you just before, I, I just came home from, from two hard trainings. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, taking care of my body, getting something to eat. Um, it's called Weile Club. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, actually a pretty common known uh, club in, in Denmark. It uh, has a lot of history. Played many European games uh, in the 80s. And um, it's actually a bit got um, also the surroundings. And so it's, it's actually a nice place to be. So let me just start off the bat. Uh, could you just discuss about, I know you're Iranian, you grew up with Iranian parents. Um, so did you ever live in Iran um, or did you just, all, were you always growing up in uh, Denmark? Uh, I was born and raised in, in Denmark. My people, oh, my people, my, my parents <laughs> came to Denmark uh, around 30 years ago. Um, they came here yeah, uh, to start a new life. I was born here. Uh, I was aware of my big family in, in, in Iran, uh, but in, in Denmark, I don't have that much family. Um, I grew up in Denmark. In, in the Danish culture, uh, I speak Farsi. I've been to Iran uh, two times, three times, but two times that I'm I like. I remember uh, going mm -hmm. back, visiting family, staying in uh, Tehran, where my family lives. Um, and I actually, I actually enjoy going back, seeing how my family is, seeing what culture, what neighborhood my parents grew up in, um, like getting in touch with that side of my, my, my family. Beautiful. And um, just speaking of which, um, from what year did you start uh, pursuing that you knew you just wanted to pursue football? Because, you know, a lot of growing up with Iranian parents is kind of tough because they just expect everything to just be focused on education. So mm -hmm. uh, from what age did you know that this was the time for me to pursue, um, you know, football as my career? I wasn't aware of my of my talent like, like that. Um... We, I was playing in, in a small club with all my friends, like, like most people do when they're younger. Um, and uh, suddenly the, the, the Danish national team, they had like uh, two different... Denmark is, is split up. We have something called Sealand and we have something called Jutland. And uh, I, I lived in Sealand, which is uh, where Copenhagen is, is based. And um, they started recruiting players for like a union team or like the becoming of a national team, on the 16 national team. And uh, I got called up for like some trainings with a hundred other guys. And that was like uh, the first time I, I started to think of, of football as a way of living. Um, I went to these trainings and I, you know, they, they start to 
pick out players and, and select them for a team. And I was still in, inside the team like at the end. And suddenly we had a big tournament where the different unions played against each other. I went there and after that, the first under-16 national team, uh, team was uh, was pronounced and uh, I was inside the squad. And um, at that moment, I knew that I had to go to a, a bigger club to to pursue my dreams. And uh, somehow I got in contact with uh, with uh, Kim Wilford, a former player in, in Bornby. Big player, played many many national games, played many uh, cup games for, for the club. Um, and somehow I got into Bombus uh, youth department. I think it was around the time when I was uh, under 17 player. I, I just started playing under 17. So I guess I was like 14 or 15 years old at that time. And then from there on, it just, yeah, it started at that time. So, uh, so I know you're left back. Um, was that how, that that always has been the position that you predominantly played, even as a young um, kid? No, 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 not at all. Um, when I was younger, when we were playing uh, like five aside, um, I, I used to be in the goal and, <laughs> uh, in the first half, and uh, then in the second half, I, I I switched with another guy and and played as a striker because I was pretty fast compared to my to my friends at that time. Um, Later on, I started playing central defender, um, but because of my height, I think they, they quickly found out that they need to place me somewhere else, and, and that's how I, I got uh, to play left back. But um, then I know you, you used to play for Bronsby, but now supposedly they send you on loan to this new club here, which they're doing. you guys are doing very well in the division. I believe you guys are fourth place. Um, how was that experience like? And then we're also going to be discussing about what was very interesting um, that I found really, really interesting was that you've played for so many youth levels for the, the national team in Denmark. Um, and which, well, how has that experience been for you? Um, let's start with, with the youth experiences. Yeah. Um, we had a very talented under-19 and under-17 team in, uh, in Bonbury. We won mm-hmm. medals every year. We had uh, national players in almost every position. It was just... It was normal to be in the national team at that time. I, I played, uh, I've played 31 national games uh, in the youth level uh, from under 16 until uh, under 20. It's always been a big pleasure uh, to play with the national team because you, you play with some of the best best players in your age. You you get to play against some of the best teams in the world. You get a lot of uh, experiences uh, throughout the, the journeys you make, the, the new players you meet, the new cultures you meet. Um, you go to new countries that that you wouldn't have gone to by yourself, but but because of the football thing, then then you go and, and you experience that. So it's uh, it's been it's been like a gift for me to to have the possibility to play in the national team, and and because of of my. Me being raised up in Denmark, I've always considered myself more Danish than Iranian, even mm-hmm. though I speak Farsi. And uh, I always, uh, I think I, I saw myself uh, going into the national team uh, of, of Denmark as as a like a normal normal um, way of proceeding. Um, but I, I, yeah, I had a hard time in in Bonbu. We we were struggling in in the end of the table actually which was not 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 normal for for a team of that caliber 
um, and and I got in and out of the team. I was a young player, so so I had a hard time to continue that dream. And um, actually, I, I've been I've always been quite open to to like entering the the team early in, mm-hmm. in Iran, and uh, it's 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 been a it's it's been hard for me because I, I don't have the contacts in Iran to actually pursue that dream, but. Since I've I've been playing and, and doing good here in, in Denmark, especially the last two years, I've been improving my game a lot, and um, it's becoming more and more realistic for me to somehow get in touch with the with the officers of, of uh, officials of the team. Really. Right. So what's interesting enough is you know under Carlos Kairos, um, what he's done is that he tries to he's been recruiting a lot of you know Iranians that grew up overseas in a different country as if you look at the team Melina, now which i'm pretty sure you've been watching the matches yeah. um so it's interesting they so they have never gotten an official contact from even for the youth levels for the iranian national team at all no no not at all and i, I don't know I, I think there's a lot of players running around in, mm-hmm. in overseas overseas countries as, as you mentioned and i think it's it's a, a lot of work that that you have to do uh, to to find these players somehow i think you need uh, some reaction the other way around as well like from the player to to the federation um, otherwise it's 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 going to be hard uh, for the for the iranian team to 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 find all these players you know my next question that i have for you you know it's might be a little bit weird let's say like obviously you know you feel more you rooted with your danish roots and stuff as opposed to being iranian so for example if denmark gave you the opportunity to play for them instead of iran and yet both of these offers from them you would still pick denmark oh that's a hard one <laughs> that's a that's a hard one um i would it depends, though. Uh, it depends on on the future aspects of it. Because if I can see myself going into the team just once, then it doesn't make any sense to to choose that team. But if I can see myself as a part of the team in the future, I would definitely choose mm-hmm. choose that team. So, without giving you a, a straight answer, I, I would probably <laughs> say that. You know, my next question I have for you, Daniel, is that you know, just you playing for all these, um, you know for Denmark and various youth levels. Um, what's interesting to me is that, you know, you've played for under 16, 17, 18, 20. So even for your own uh, country, you, did you ever not even get like a call-up or anything, um, which is really weird for me to see that because you, you have so much experience on the youth level in various age groups for Denmark. And um, it's very interesting for me to see that how hard it is to get into the national team, and it's not that supposed. Even you have you have thirty thirty one caps for youth level. Um, how has that been? Yeah, I I think it's Denmark. Let's just talk about them. Denmark is not a big country. Yeah. And um, beside me, I I don't know how many players with Iranian pass or. We have the possibility of, of going to to play in, in, in the Iranian team, uh, running around in, in, in the pitches. You know, it's it's so hard to say. Um, but the reason why I started to to have these uh, thoughts of, of going to the team Meli is is because um, there's a Danish guy. He somehow he went to New Zealand to play with them because he had parents or grandparents from New Zealand, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of made his career because he went to the World Cup, he had a good World Cup with them 
and uh, after that he got sold to uh, to West Ham. His name is uh, Winston Reid. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Winston. West Ham now. Yeah. And, um, Top centre back. Was, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And he was playing in Denmark, and I think he had the same uh, uh, opinion on on football like yeah. me. Like he wanted to to stay in Denmark and and pursue that pursue the Danish dream. Uh, but somehow he he got in contact with the New Zealand federation and he went there and he played and you know it, it really put his his career on, on fire and, and now he's he's playing in the premier league right you know the next question i have for you is that let's say you do get this offer from ray nash is it because of who the manager is currently uh carlos Kairos, or is it just because you've seen them you know recruiting so many basically iranians overseas and giving them proper chance to come and help the national team because usually you know, with the iranian national team is that we have so many domestic players you know and what's interesting with carlos Kairos is that he's gone and even been recruiting you know iranians overseas to bring another dimension to the style of footballing game um yeah. is that one of the reasons why that you believe that it's because of carlos Kairos has motivated you or did you always feel that yeah, listen, if Denmark doesn't work for me, it doesn't matter whoever is going to be the next manager, even if it's a domestic manager in the Russian national team, I want to pursue that goal. For me, it's it's like it's hard because you, you're never going to choose the coach yeah. or the manager that, you, that you're going to have or, or work with. Um, that's up to the board. That's up to people above your uh, salary. You know. Um, when that, uh, with that said, I think that Carlos Kieras is is a great manager. I love Manchester United. I followed him. I followed <laughs> yeah, Sir Alex same. Ferguson at that time, um, and I think that having the chance of working with a, a talented manager like that, it's you need to take that chance, man. I think I think he has a lot of things that you can you can use, and you can use not just right here and now, but you can use throughout your whole career, um, and. If Carlos Kieras uh, is, is sacked and a new manager comes in, the new manager probably also have some some things that I can can use mm-hmm. for my career, um, or as well as, as as the other players. So I think um, no matter who you have as a manager, good or bad things, you you're always gonna learn something. Right. You know, my final question I have for you, Daniel, is that you know obviously you're playing for a European club. Would you ever take the offer of playing for even maybe an Iranian domestic club in Iran, by any chance? Yeah, of course uh, I would because I, it's, you know with contracts it's yeah. it's always depending on on many things, just not the contract itself, but but many things around the contract as as well. Um, but uh, if I get a chance or an offer or anything in in, in that region, like. From, from Asia or Iran or China or whatever, mm-hmm. I would definitely look into it and see see what kind of possibilities I would have because I'm not stupid. I know that playing in, in the Iranian league would, would heighten my, my chances of, right. of entering the team melee. And um, I think that especially China, the, the level in, in China has improved. Like the football level, the players they bring in, the money they have in the football all of these things have made that they're actually getting more and more compatible in, in, in compared to, to European football. And I think that Iran, step by step, is actually also taking that that um, way um, of, of, of following, following the Asian football in general. Um, and I think that, I forgot to say this before, but I think that Iran has a rare uh, chance of 
or not rare, but they have an easy, easier way of entering the World Cup than, for example, Denmark has. Yeah. And uh, being able to play Europe, uh, World Cup football every time or every fourth year, it's it's a good way of, of getting yourself exposed, and that's mm-hmm. what football players want, and and me as well. Um, so um, I think that it would be good for me uh, to to first of all prove my game, but also expose myself in in that ki- uh, part of the world, um, because in Denmark people know who I am, but in Iran or Asia nobody knows who I am yet. You know, it's funny you say that because I hope it does happen because <laughs> the Team Melly right now, we have a lot of left-back issues and to see predominantly Danish Iranian footballer hopefully in the future we could uh, expose that and we don't have to get exposed in that uh, segment of the field. But Daniel, thank you again, my friend. Um, I hope to have you on again soon, maybe as a panel and stuff to talk about more. But, um, you know, this is Gold Bazaar. You know, we concentrate on a lot of Iranian football like yourself and um, players are playing abroad domestic and which is thank you for um, coming on the pod and I appreciate it my friend thank you thank you for having me uh, it was it was nice to to get in a little bit of, of uh, time in uh, airtime um, <laughs> and I hope that uh, it's not going to be the last time definitely thank you